What's going on, Warriors? Today I want to talk to you about how I cured myself of type 1 diet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to say that. I should throw a disclaimer here. Disclaimer, I did not cure type 1. I'm still totally diabetic. But I do want to tell you guys a story about how I accidentally achieved non-diabetic blood sugar numbers all weekend long. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, guys, I know you're curious. What the heck is Matt talking about? Non-diabetic numbers? I know you're stable and you have predictable blood sugars, but this is next level. Let me tell you about the story. So over the weekend, my wife and I went down to San Diego. We drove down to visit family. It was my sister and brother-in-law's birthdays. And uh, we also attended a virtual wedding. That was uh, the second virtual wedding we've attended <laughs> since the beginning of COVID. Uh, it was a good time. So I was actually supposed to be a groomsman for that wedding. So it was, it was a bummer because you know, all of us, our best friend group, and uh, we knew that it was going to be a little different, but we made sure it was still fun. Uh, this last week, I actually hosted the, the virtual bachelor party. We played a bunch of card games and uh, shared stories and memories. and It was fantastic. We tried our best to still make it fun and memorable for him. Uh, as all of you likely are adapting to this new world that we're living in. Now, with this last weekend, I'm going to get to the meat of the story, right? There's three different things, ultimately, that led to me having, quote-unquote, non-diabetic numbers all weekend long. And I'll tell you about a story about how that happened, okay? So we wake up Saturday morning. I bolus for my full, big old breakfast, right? I eat a lot of food. <laughs> you probably know that. If you follow us on Instagram, I post stories sometimes, and I love to do that because it helps me dispel the myth that diabetics can't eat whatever they want. They can't eat lots and lots of food and still see stable blood sugars. A lot of people think it's breaking the rules. That's a whole different rant. I'm just, I'm not gonna go down that road. Don't do it, Matt. But it's possible, just so you know. You can eat what you want as long as you have the proper formula and strategy, it's what I teach. Anyways, I bolus for the whole thing. I'm like, this is delicious, normal breakfast. I'm gonna eat my food, right? I'm gonna be full and happy. We're gonna hop on the road. It's about a two and a two and a half hour drive down to San Diego. And uh, I had asked my wife if she could drive for me because I wanted to work on some cool stuff for FTF Warrior. Uh, we got some really exciting updates for our new program, Diabetes in Action. Uh, for those of you who want information on that, there's a free training you can go check out at diabetesinaction.com. But this morning was different than any other morning. Now, the drive, that's different, obviously, but I finished my breakfast, I'm kind of teetering on low, right, like, in the 70s, I'm like, alright, cool, no big deal, I'm gonna go sit in the car for two and a half hours, so it's a lot better than being high, right, there's nothing worse than sitting in traffic when your pump's beeping at you, or your, your Dexcom, or your finger prick, or whatever it is, you feel nauseous because of a high blood sugar, and you know you can't get out and walk around to activate and circulate the insulin, so you're just stuck with the high blood sugar, so I'm like, cool, I'll hang out in the 70s, maybe the 80s, for the car ride, that's perfect. I'm happy with this. And then I realized something that I did not plan ahead as much as I had thought I did. 
Uh, see, we were bringing down a lot of stuff to San Diego. I realized that we still had my parents, my dad's dolly, uh, when we moved up here, like, like five months ago. So I was like, crap, uh, I need to bring that back down. He probably needs it for moving heavy objects. Uh, so I had to go through our storage, and I was like, okay, that's gonna circulate some insulin, right? Uh, I need to, we had to bring down our, uh, my wife's air fryer. She wanted to make something special for my parents when we visited. Uh, she makes kale chips in the air fryer. Delicious kale chips, by the way. If you never had kale chips, they're pretty easy to make, I think. I've never made them, but I taste them a lot. I'm a good taste tester. Uh, so anyways, we got a bunch of heavy stuff that I have to go drag to the car, walking back and forth, back and forth, going through storage. I'm thinking like, crap, I didn't plan for this. So long story short, I went low because <laughs> I had like, I don't know, seven or eight units on board at that point. <laughs> I'm sitting in the 70s. It's like, great. So I had some sugar tablets, did what I had to do. Uh, we ended up being 45 minutes later out the door than we had planned because I kept dropping. And I was like, yeah, I did not plan ahead for this, right? I pre-bullist way too strong for this. I was expecting to sit in the car. Anyways, started off like that. We get into the car, smooth sailing. I stay like around 100 the whole way there. Uh, halfway to San Diego, there's a, a bit of a bump in the road, right? Quite literally, actually. Uh, there is a trash can just hanging out in the middle of the road. And we didn't see it in time. My wife tried to swerve, but there was a car next to us. She couldn't quite swerve out of the way. Uh, that did some literal damage to my car, so that was frustrating. We get to San Diego, I have to take care of that, right? I go and ask my dad what kind of tools he has available, and we were actually able to to push out the, the big old dent. The dent was like maybe two feet wide, and we took a few pieces off, went inside the bumper, pushed it back out, he helped me, and it, it looks fine. So stoked about that, but again, more activity than I had planned, uh, and because we were so late, I didn't get to do my workout. I was like, I was, I was super bumped because I wanted to try out uh, a workout set that we bought my dad for Father's Day. Didn't get to work out. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna eat lunch, go about my day, gotta get some work done, and uh, say hi to the family, right? I finished my lunch. My dad's like, hey Matt, you wanna go to the beach? You wanna go body surfing? And I was like, oh, that sounds super fun. Ah, darn it. Guess what I just did? I just pre-bullist like massive because, once again, I expected my afternoon to be sedentary. It's like, crap, <laughs> I gotta stop doing this. I always chase the perfect blood sugar, so I pre-bullist quite strongly. Uh, but this is the, the downside, the con with pre-bullisting strongly. Uh, and I knew I had to go to the post office to our business P.O. box, which, you know, if you ever wanna send fan mail, that's where you should send it, for sure. Um, actually, I only check it like once a month, so. <laughs> Maybe not, but that's FTF Warrior's uh, business address is a P.O. box. It's on our emails uh, So I go there I check the P.O. box and I had to hand some paperwork to get all this fancy business stuff done, right? And uh, it's it's literally like five blocks from the beach So I was like all right dad just come with me We'll go and uh, we'll skate to the beach because I know parking is gonna be nuts people are very excited in San Diego that the beaches are still open so we get to the beach uh, once again, I've got like, I don't know, six or seven units on board, and I'm in the 90s. Like, <laughs> great. <laughs> so I pop a tablet, you know, preemptively, and I, I glucose tab. I grab my, my go pack full of sugar, my glucometer, and my uh, insulin, like my pump supplies and all that great stuff. 
and we take off. Start skating down towards the beach. It's about five blocks away. Uh, amazing ride. Super fun. Just enjoying the beach life, right? It's Pacific Beach, for those of you who know San Diego. Get to the beach. Gorgeous day. Blue skies. Look down at the beach. It's crowded as heck. I was like, these people know that it's like COVID's still a thing, right? <laughs> like, I don't see anybody wearing masks, so... We ended up, we walked uh, down a path that was well spaced out, get to the water, I check again, I'm like still at 90, I'm like okay, another sugar tablet, because we're going in the water, you know, swimming. Uh, we end up swimming for 45 minutes, body surfing, boogie boarding, we have a blast. I haven't been in the ocean in way too long, and honestly, nature revitalizes me. It, it's so refreshing. Uh, there's a concept that's literally called grounding, where you are barefoot with sand or grass or some form of nature. Um, it, it, it sounds weird to say it like this, but it like refreshes my soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so amazing. Uh, anyways, we grab our stuff after 45 minutes, skate back to the car. So at this point, with a ton of insulin on board, I had skated, body surfed, body boarded, skated again, and now we're headed home, still with some insulin on board. It's a miracle that I didn't drop significantly lower. I was in the 60s, 70s by that point, and uh, head home, right? Get home, relatively active day. It's been kind of hot too, right? In Santa Clarita, where we live, uh, it's in the hundreds now, so that's unfortunate. But in San Diego, they got it nice. It's, uh, I think it was like 85, which for them is hot, but it was beautiful. Uh, anyways, I spent the rest of the afternoon coasting in the 70s with like a few glucose tabs here and there. I'm like, wow, this is nuts. Like, I get that it was more active than I usually am, but this is next level. Uh, and I stayed there until dinner, had dinner, big old dinner. I eat a lot of food, like I said, once again, stayed below 100 the whole time. Like, before I get ready for bed, I'm like, maybe I should have a small snack. <laughs> have a small snack. Like, I, the highest I go is 120. I come right back down to like 110. I'm like, holy cow, this is nuts. Um, and keep in mind, I wasn't plugged into my insulin pump, which... I couldn't be because it's not waterproof, so I wasn't plugged in while I was out in the water. So, nutty insulin sensitivity, right? So I get to day two. I'm like, there's no way that that's going to continue, right? Wrong. So, I wake up. Big old pre-bolus, because Matt's famous for the pre-bolus. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have perfect numbers again. Let's do this. Uh, big old breakfast, about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes after I finished eating. My wife wakes up. I wake up early, I had breakfast with my parents, and uh, just kind of enjoyed the morning, right? Nice, slow morning. My wife gets up, is like, hey Matt, uh, you wanna go to the beach? Because she didn't get to go the day before. She missed it. We, we both grew up in San Diego, so it's, it's part of who we are. Uh, she's like, you wanna go to the beach? And I'm like, you wanna like go in the afternoon? Because <laughs> I just bolused again, and I'm like, 70. Um, She's like, we can't. We have your sister and your, your brother's birthday. I'm like, crap. All right, let's do it. So we go to the beach again without skateboards this time, though. We walk, you know, a good couple blocks to get to the beach. We get to the beach, walk along the sand, walk in the water. It's a beautiful day. Love it. But I stay between 70 and 95 the whole time. Just like every once in a while, glucose tab, temp basil, glucose tab, temp basil. <laughs> like, find the balance, Matt. We get back, we go to church, uh, well we watch church virtually actually, um, and after church I was like I need to get my workout done because I, I had to skip it the day before. 
I get my workout done, feels great. Halfway through, I start dropping again. I'm like, all right, glucose tab, glucose tab. Let's finish the workout, right? I finish the workout, take a shower. Before lunch, and, and everybody came over for lunch, I dropped and I stayed dropped. I was in the 60s this time. I'm like, okay, a little lower than I would like. This is unfortunate. I had like six or seven glucose tabs, which for me is unheard of. Usually, one glucose tab is enough. I know that for me personally, I've tested many times. One glucose tab or four grams of carbohydrates, fast acting sugar, typically raises my blood sugar about 20 points. So if I'm sitting in the 60s, I'm like, okay, one, 80s, two, just over 100, I'll go for two, right? 20 minutes later, nothing. If anything, I'm a little bit lower. I get to the point where I've eaten glucose tabs and some candy and some chips and some other stuff and like temp basil the whole time. I cannot get my blood sugar up for an hour. I am stuck in the 50s and 60s. I'm like, what is going on? We have lunch. I kind of free bolused, getting a little like nervous at this point. I'm like, should I? I've been super insulin sensitive this whole weekend. I pre bolus about 10 minutes instead of my normal 15, 20, right? And uh, it, it's the same thing. I went up to 125 maybe for like 100 something carbs. I don't even know, like a lot of food, right? Uh, and that's it. And it creeps back down and I start snacking. I'm like, this is weird. Right, so I keep snacking, snacking, snacking. I probably eat an additional 20 carbs over the course of two or three hours to stay above 70. And I rode that line till dinner, had dinner, same thing, peaked up to about 120, came back down. Again, about 120 grams of carbs, which is, you know, I, like, I hate saying how much I eat because it shocks people so much, but I eat a minimum of 1,000 calories per meal. Like, I eat a ton of food. Uh, and dinner again, 120, back down in the 70s, 80s, the whole ride home. We drove home that night. Now, what was different, right? As you've listened to my story, hopefully you've picked up on a few different things that help you isolate what happened. Why was Matt in the 70s and 80s and sometimes 50s, 60s for the majority of the weekend? What the heck? He's still diabetic, right? Right? I mean, right? Yes, I'm still diabetic. I was still taking insulin, but for some reason, my fasting blood sugar, my uh, post-meal blood sugar, my exercise blood sugar, all of them had lowered significantly and stayed there. So, I want to walk through three different things that likely are at the root cause of this uh, stellar blood sugar map. I wanted to screenshot my Dexcom Clarity for my two-day report and be like, estimated A1C, four-point whatever, uh, but you have to have a lot more data than two days to get an estimated A1C, so couldn't pull it off. <laughs> but my average was somewhere in that 80 range, and I was like, wow, that's pretty good for eating like 3K calories a day or something. Anyways, three different factors that I boiled it down to that I attribute to me accidentally having non-diabetic numbers for the whole weekend. And again, I wasn't aiming for 70s. I don't like being in the 70s. I hate it, okay? I aim for between 90 and 110. That's my goal. I love those numbers. If I'm creeping past 120, 130, I'm like, okay, it's fine, but like maybe I should walk around the apartment, right? If I get past 150, I personally start to go for walks or start to do some little exercises. And I have my own patterns that I follow. You should follow your own, but I like to be a little higher than 70s. I don't like that. There's no buffer for me. So 
What I, I looked back on was A, increased activity. Say, Matt, you work out every day. Yes, this is true. I work out five days a week, right? Two days for rest, make sure you're resting and recovering. But I work out a lot. I, I'm, I'm literally a trainer. I have training sessions this week, actually. You should come check it out virtually. <laughs> uh, but this is increased activity. Yes, I work out every day. I don't work out twice every day. That is literally double what I work out typically. Uh, so as you heard through my story, Saturday morning, lots of movement. In addition to a pre-bolus, obviously, and a recent bolus at that. I was moving heavy things, walking back and forth. It was activity for almost 45 minutes, okay? So that was increased activity. Something I'm not used to right after a breakfast, leading into working on my car, leading into going to the beach, skating, going in the water, swimming, skating again, all increased activity. Sunday, going to the beach in the morning after a pre-bolus, working out before lunch, having a, a birthday party, my sister and brother, right? Like, there were increased activity throughout the weekend. Now, number two, in addition to increased activity, which of course makes you more insulin sensitive, number two is going to be increased temperature. I hang out inside all day. <laughs> this is my life. I hang out at this very desk most times during the day. I work out, I clean occasionally, I run errands, but most of my time is spent at a desk, okay? Increased temperature, being outside, being at the beach, working out outdoors, uh, again, at the beach, like <laughs> San Diego, you go to the beach a lot, but being outside, being exposed to that temperature is another way that blood sugars can drop. And some people, some people actually see a rise, but most people see a drop. My parents don't have air conditioning, so being at 85 all day long, not a big temperature change, right? But when we're used to 70, and all of a sudden it's a different temperature, uh, that's higher temperature in addition to increased exercise, those can work together to lower blood sugar, okay? Now, the third is uh, a bit more nitpicky, okay? I mentioned I spend a lot of time at this desk, right? Which means what? It means I have my basils set for my, my everyday life. And you should always set your basils to whatever your everyday life looks like. If you're a construction worker, you should not set your basil to match that of a desk worker. You're active all day long, they should be lower, right? Just as somebody who works at a desk who's not used to movement very often should not have a low basal because you're sedentary. It's probably going to be a little higher as you shift through different, um, different phases of life. Okay, so what I should have acknowledged is that my basal is set to mimic a relatively sedentary day. I work out once per day very hard and I make sure that I'm able to get my physical activity in that way. And sometimes throughout the day or maybe at night I go for a walk but I'm not usually active between every meal, okay? So my basal is set for sedentary, which means it was set too high in the first place to have increased exercise and increased temperature. So looking back, those are a few things that I could have changed, right? And towards the end of the second day, I did make a small temporary change. I changed my temporary basal rate to reflect the, the fact that I had been going low for half of the day, uh, or half the weekend even. Uh, and because of that, dinner went a lot smoother, okay? I reduced my basal to let myself kind of get used to that new level of insulin sensitivity, and because of that, dinner went smoother, got home, no lows, it was chill. Uh, that being said, today, the next day, <laughs> I've gone low twice already. <laughs> uh, lots more movement again, we drove back up with a lot of stuff. I've been in charge of putting things back, right? Because I, I'm an entrepreneur, I work from home. 
so it's my job to fold the clothes, do the laundry, clean the surfaces, take the trash out, all that. Uh, it was activity. I decided to do it after a meal. Again, not smart, but I was fine. Uh, I think I dipped into the 50s both times. Not ideal. I haven't been in the 50s before this weekend for a very long time. That being said, both of my sisters texted me, or two of them, uh, like, you okay? And then one of them, the one who's a type 1 diabetic, was like, Matt, did you reduce your basils yet? Because <laughs> she knows that that is the core issue right here. So, uh, over this episode, we talked about a few different things, and over the stories, I hope that you were able to pinpoint at least one of those three things, right? Now, me being sedentary, that's something you might not have known, but the increase in exercise, that's a lot of activity. Being outside, increase in temperature, that could also lead to a bit more uh, of a, a risk of low blood sugar, right? And if you're able to pinpoint one of those, you are already on the road to success. You understand that there are more than one puzzle piece, there is more than one puzzle piece. It's not just insulin to carb, it's insulin on board, it's the pre-bolus, it's the type of meal that you had, it's the exercise before and after, it's the sleep, it's the temperature. There's so many variables. But my job is to simplify those variables for you make life a lot easier. So instead of the 40 plus variables that exist, you only focus on four or five. That's it. So if you want to know more information about our program Diabetes in Action, that is where I'm able to dive deeper into this. This episode's a little bit longer, I know, uh, but I wanted to get that point across to show you guys there's more than just one variable. There's more than just two or three, okay? There's a lot of variables you have to pay attention to, uh, but what I do is I look back at my own life and over years, of trial and error, experimentation, talking with medical teams and research teams, I was able to develop my own unique blood sugar formula that helps me to predict these different blood sugars and what actions to take to prevent the lows, the highs. Now, of course, this last weekend, I was irresponsible. I chose to let it happen and be lazy. I should have made the changes preemptively because I knew that going to San Diego typically means going outside more. It's an outdoor place. It's cool like that. Uh, but since I can't give all the information in a podcast episode, because it'd be way too long, uh, you'd probably leave. <laughs> Instead, what I want you to do is go check out my free training. I've got about an hour-long video that I put together recently. I did it in front of a live audience. And uh, in that video, I discuss what goes into discovering your unique blood sugar formula. How can you learn how to predict blood sugars? How do you spend more time in range how do you stabilize blood sugars? What goes into that? So I invite you to go check out that free training I did recently. That's going to be at diabetesinaction.com. It's going to be super helpful, but I encourage you, turn off distractions, okay? No social media, grab a notepad, whatever you take notes with, and pay attention. And aside from just paying attention, there's a second step that you have to do, otherwise it's not going to work at all, and that is you have to implement. You have to take action. Knowledge without implementation is essentially useless, okay? So watch, learn, do. The do part super important. Anyways, guys, that's it for today. Hopefully you found this super helpful. Let me know in the comments or in an email or on social media, on FTF Warrior, wherever it is. Let me know what kind of questions you guys have. I'd be happy to answer them. And again, check out that free training I did to discover your unique blood sugar formula at diabetesinaction.com. Have an amazing day. I wish you the stablest of blood sugars and keep up the fight.